Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That we are, James. Uh, And today we are diving back into Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, literally following up directly where we just left. Remember that Dairy Queen that we just saw them at? Uh Uh-huh. Well, we're going to do a little bit of a time skip. I'm going to give you my quick headcanon. Yeah. And that is that they did stop inside and get a quick bite to eat. Yes. And then they went on. Although I could also see that really the only thing that we skipped was them like getting out of the car, her being like, wait, I took off my shoes for the ride. And he's like, hurry up, my yeah. my river lily. I put I them back on. I'm trying to Two go different to- kinds of shoes for the ride. One one's for looking cute. One's for you take you're taking me to the woods. Well, I gotta put on my I gotta put on my wood shoes. Yeah, and like did, did you yep, see that she's wearing shoes. Uggs in one shot and then she's wearing heels in all the other shots? Interesting. Wow. Yeah. She changed shoes when she was on solid ground. Which yeah. Seems sensible to me. Yeah. Here's a quick fun thing for you. I looked something up from in that last episode and I scrolled up at my notes and so I was just like but I didn't I forgot to scroll back down. So I turned to my screen and was like, We are watching a v- Endgame. That's not right. Here we go. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, starting at 1 minute and 39 seconds and ending at 2 minutes 47 seconds. Here's what happens. Behind that Dairy Queen after sucking down chili dogs, the man beckons the woman on. Oh, should I maybe not put that in? Okay, That was a tasty freeze. I know, but it was... I was kind of trying to do a callback because it was related. Okay. Behind the Dairy Queen, the man beckons the woman on. She giggles and tells him to slow down. This way, my river lily, come on, he exclaims. They rush through the woods, and she asks him where he's taking her. Look, look, he says, and motions towards a small, odd, glowing plant in the ground. Oh, it's beautiful, she tells him, which is, honest to God, a lie. That thing is fucking ugly, but we'll come back to it. Uh, I mean, it's cool that it's glowing, but the exterior is actually nasty looking. Um... He explains he was afraid it wouldn't take to the soil, but here it is, rooted, and soon it'll be everywhere, all across the universe. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I like the way you say it. The man lets out a deep, contented sigh. My heart is yours, Meredith Quill. She wraps her arms around him. I can't believe I fell in love with a spaceman. Wait, now, this is interesting, right? Because I feel like, hmm... I feel like that name means something to me, but yet also not yet. Weird. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what that's about. We'll have to come back to that someday. But remember that name, folks, Meredith Quill. Hey, mm-hmm. put dip that in your ink and write it down. Mm, Quill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the pen. Quill. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that in the captions that she says spaceman and they keep it as one word. Yeah. I I I'm gonna give you an honest opinion. I think it needs to be hyphenated. I don't know why, but I think that there's something about seeing Spaceman with no space between it. Uh, the music then fades back up as their lips embrace and as their bodies follow suit in wrapping each other up, the camera tilts down to reveal the plant once more, glowing a little bit stronger now and the leaves grow further before our very eyes. We zoom in until we're literally deep within the insides of the plant that is definitely different than anything you've ever seen before. It's alive, but more like in a sense of we are flowing through its veins, 
with odd little cells dancing around with an extremely intricate set of nerve endings with very high voltages of electrical currents running through them. We progress in speed until suddenly our vision fades to white. Mm. And that's the end of the scene. Now, I, I saw you have a realization here, James, and so I want to get to something first. So we talked a little bit before we started recording, and uh, part of it is that there is some like sort of, well, I forgot what the word is, but like basically there's there's a future character that people go, oh, well, how is this person born in the same time, right, and all this other stuff. Uh, and it's like, well, listen, pregnancy doesn't take over a year. Right. You know, it's a little over nine months. For humans. Know? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, or on average, right? Uh, your right. your standard one, if you will. Ideally, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're me, you come at, at eight months, and you're going, I can't breathe on my own at first, and they're like, ah, get him to the NICU. Anyway. Um, I was a little late. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's the thing, is that James was like, yeah, so here's the thing about it. She's already pregnant here. And I was like, yeah, I, I know that. And here is the reason why I knew that. And then I saw James make the realization. Yeah. He shows the plant. He's planted his seed. And he says, I was afraid it wouldn't take to the soil, but here it is, rooted. And soon it'll be everywhere, all across the universe. And that mm -hmm. whole sentence is important. Like, when I tell you that it is just as integral to the storyline of this movie as Brandy was in the last episode, these two factors are, like, key, key to everything. It was key that he factored before, too. Brandy also very important then. Mm-hmm. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, anyway. no, I had I had never when until you read those lines, I had never put it together that he's basically being like, yeah, I was afraid the seeds wouldn't take root points to flower is actually referring to inside of her. Right. Like a baby. Yeah. Uterus more like you to you. <laughs> and I also think that like. Not only is it a, is it a metaphor, but it is literally like they are one and the same effectively. Right. Yeah. You know? It's it's like it's almost like a misdirection. Yes. Because like it's not a metaphor because he's literally talking about something literally. Right. But he's also is it's like it's twofold is what it is. Yeah. It's it's, it's a double entendre sort of deal. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. It is. Yeah. There are two things that he's talking about at the same time. But it's almost—it's quite literally that one of them is contingent upon the other, basically. Yeah. A foothold, maybe, is maybe a, an, an interesting mm. way of looking at that. Mm -hmm. um, but that is—that's uh, the scene. So now that we've kind of gotten that just out of the way immediately, though, because I wanted to get to it, because since we saw that realization on your face, or I saw yeah. that, uh, right. I wanted to get that one out of the way. But what—what what do you think about this this bit here? You don't like the dialogue, huh? So, in one way, this dialogue is perfect. Mm -hmm. In the way that if you read, as I have, I am's that you sent to a girl you liked or that you were sort of flirting with in high school or whatever, 
or chat, G chat, or Snapchat. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what the kids are doing. Text messages, I guess, emails, letters. No, kids never write these days. Um, uh, it's nothing and d- dumb. Oh, yeah. And, and like, I, my first serious girlfriend was a southern girl of, of a sort. Mm hmm. And I don't know what you said, but I sure like the way you say it, said it or whatever. She never said like that specifically, but she would say things like that sometimes. And I didn't like it. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> it weirdly does feel like something only a Southern character can say, right? Because uh-huh. I feel like if you're like, oh, I don't know what you say. Well, actually, I guess you could do it with a New York, like, but specifically like a mafioso man. Because I feel like, you yeah. know, you're like, hey, here's the plan. We're going to do this big heist. We're going to do this thing. It's like, oh, I don't know what you're saying, yeah. but I like the way you say it. Because Man Freddy could yeah, also pull this exactly, off. Yeah. Exactly. Because he's like, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money? Okay. Right? But if yeah. you're just like, you know, if you're me, Balt- like Baltimore accent, going, I don't get what you're saying, but I like the way you say it. Right? You'd yeah. be like. You don't understand what I. What? <laughs> no, but it's like, if I said that, you'd be like. That that line sounds weird. Yeah, it is definitely something that needs a specific type of accent and like drawl and charm that yeah. a box standard voice doesn't have. Yeah, I also feel like you couldn't do that with a Valley Girl, but like I do think you could do it with a Midwestern voice. I think that you could do it with a Valley Girl, but you wouldn't because it would feel like beating a dead horse. I think that you would like with a Valley Girl accent, given the societal connotations. It's so rare that you'd want to make a Valley Girl dumb these days. Like, mm. you, it would feel redundant. Yeah. Re- redundant. Okay. Yeah, redundant. And not because people with that accent or like vocal fry or whatever are dumb, but because society views them as dumb. Right. Or I just want to be very we clear about that. portrayed them that way for yeah. so long, that's for sure. But like if you watch the movie Valley Girl, the title character is like the most eloquent character in the movie even as she says like you know and whatever like she's saying things that are very intelligent among that stuff and and that's a little bit of i mean um, it's also like you know clueless or um mm-hmm. like you know like she's not necessarily perfect in this regard but like i mean like she does she does say some very smart things and she's very clever as well yep. and you're like specific i mean like definitely heavily on the on the cleverness you know uh but then also even you know like um legally blonde like she's not like she's not like the most valley girl of valley girls but there is a valley girl aspect but like you know she's fucking brilliant you know um and i do think things like that is what kind of started us a little bit away from it finally yep Um, absolutely but uh i also know that i'm not you know what's the word for it uh above that stereotype i know that i've definitely been doing something and then if i needed to play dumb i've done that accent yeah just because it's something that like i've heard so many times that like like doing that that like i know what that sounds like to say like i don't like understand what you mean you know like right or like so like the other day like uh he was saying something and like i didn't understand what he said but like i like the way that he said it you know it's like yeah you would you would hear that in a movie or like in like the 80s or 90s yeah um like totally girl I just it everything they say to each other from 
you know, come on, my little river lily, mm-hmm. to, I don't know understand what you said, but I just like the way you say it, to, my heart is yours, oh. Meredith Quill. Oh. Like, it's so, no, it's just, it's a very, um, I don't want to use a certain adjective. It is very cringy. Oh, yeah. And I don't, like, and I think in, in just exactly the way you'd want it to be to portray these two characters. I think that Meredith Quill, as we've seen her, is, I mean, starry-eyed feels really on the nose, but knows, but that's like what she's going with. She, she, yeah. you know, her head in the clouds. There's also an interesting underlying tone of this, right? Yeah. And I'm, I swear that I'm not using future knowledge or anything like that. But I also feel like when you hear the way that they speak to each other, what she says even though that one is a little kind of a stereotypical line, the thing about like, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I like how you say it, right? Everything that she says, though, in the scene feels natural to who she is. Yes, yes. Right? And she calls him a spaceman, right? And so there is this like weird tone that he has the entire time where I'm not saying that I don't believe that he's not in love with her. Right. Right. I think that there is an emotion, emotional attachment between him and her, I th- especially because I think that like in the car scene, the way he looks at her, yeah, I think proves that, right? Like, he, it's not like she's singing along and he's like, ha yeah. Uh, you know, like when she's not like looking at like him like, covering. oh my God, like does she ever stop singing? No, like he clearly is like also having a good time. Like he's having a blast. He's enjoying her presence. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's soaking it in, you know? Sort of in, a, in like a puck, sort of Lord, what fools these mortals be a little bit, but like right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like even with this, you know, like he he does seem genuinely excited to show her this thing for sure, for sure. Um, and that also technically means that he knows something that she doesn't. I mean, he knows many things that she doesn't, but like in this regard, but like in right. this moment, I don't think that she clearly knows what this means, but he does. So he's like, oh right. hell yeah, yeah, all right, so. But like he's excited to show her the progress of this this thing that he's effectively working on, this thing that he's trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when he is pulling her along, that like specifically the line, the two lines that you're talking about, right? Yeah. The uh, my heart is yours, Meredith Quill, and uh, you know, come on now, my river lily, right? Like it's a little bit honeymoon phase ish. You know, where sure. it's like overly doting, overly cutesy. Do you think that he... Do, wait a minute. Do you think he was m- mimicking things that he'd heard on like TV? I think so. Or... I, that's kind of what I'm... That's, I think that this is a little bit like... Not in the same way of like modern day necessarily, right? But like what I think is this is a, also a little bit of fuckboy type situation too. Which is just like that's again, what I'm getting from it. I think that he does have some emotion. To be very clear, I I sure. think that it's a it's a very complex situation, and we're, it's going to take forever for us to get to to the rest of it. But I think that there's also there's also clearly another motive here, and I think that he is just sort of saying things that he has heard work, or that that. Yeah are what people say, quote unquote, that he probably just watched on TV while they were, you know, you know, post doinkage. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite uh, new rapper, post doinkage. Yeah. Uh, 
Post Malone could never. Um, anyway, <laughs> no, but like, uh, Post Malone, by the way, does imply the existence of a pre Malone. Uh huh. That and that is, of course, the character played by Ted Danson on the TV show Cheers. Mm. Pre Malone. Uh, anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? That? Uh, no, no, but like, there is a. It, it it feels almost like a learned behavior, right? And like a pastiche, like he's doing a play. Actually, a funnily enough, because also it's like this thing of like it's, you know what it is? It's okay. It's 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 the two different deliveries of those lines, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't go like it's not like they get like really close. And then he goes. My heart is yours, Meredith Quill. Like, like right. in like a sensual but like sincere way. It's, right. He goes, "My heart is yours, Meredith." Like, it's dramatic the way he speaks right. it, right? Yeah. Which is why that one doesn't. Ex- I mean, I think there is emotion behind it, but it's like, what? Why are you saying it in this way, right? Right. On the other side of it, the you know, come with me, my river lily, right? Like, it's like he heard someone kind of almost baby talking, like their lover. And was like, oh, I can do that. Like, oh, yeah. come on, my schnookums, you know, like my, yeah. come on, baby girl, you know, whatever. Like, you know, the way he's like, ooh, ooh, like the, it, with the way of that delivery, it's like, uh. yeah. also that might just be the Kurt Russell effect. I don't know. Maybe that's how he talks to people. I don't think it is. I mean, like, who knows? Like, this could be his equivalent of trying to go for a Greek accent. Like, they're like, can you sound like you're in love? And he's like, Yeah. Yeah, uh, come on, my little river lily, and they're like, Ugh, I just would have preferred. I've never felt a role more natural than this one. It's like, I just really wish that they just would have gone for either any other actor that could actually understand how to use a nickname, or no, okay, or you know, like he could have just been himself. No, uh, he could have just called her Meredith. He didn't have to call her River Lily. No, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm conflating a bunch of different things. But my whole point though is that. Uh, the, it's the delivery of those two lines. But like when he says like, look, look, like he's like, he's genuinely excited. And then the way he talks about the plant, everything yeah. like that, that does have a natural feel to it because it's like, I think a little bit more of a true original thought or feeling. Right. Um, I think it's like, he does care for her, but it is definitely, I am repeating things that I have learned elsewhere. Right. It the the big feeling that I get from this whole these two scenes the cynical feeling that I get is this is a very cinematic like I remember when when me and your father were driving down the road to the to the Dairy Queen and we you know whatever blah 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 and he showed me this thing and he said whatever and it does have the idea. I, I have toyed with the idea of this being like a me, like a skewed memory sort of. Sort I was of literally idea. just about to say, I suddenly um, was thinking back to. So we recorded three episodes back to back. By the way, we we always record multiple episodes back to back. This is also March. Well, now March 9th, but March eighth, uh, recording session. We recorded uh, obviously the last episode, uh, the one that literally took place right before this. But we also did that episode of the Runaways from nineteen seventy nine that we covered. Yeah. Where we were talking a little bit about like, you know, how the memory is definitely kind of like of a child, kind of like a little bit with trauma or whatever. I'm right. realizing now that also the way he speaks to her could be the way that she wants to hear or even the way that he looks at her could just be the way she remembers or how she because that's how she saw him. Right. And so it's either 
it's either this is her memory and it's how she remembers it or in the same way we're talking about with with Jonah mm-hmm. it's what she wanted and and he could he could pick up on that in whatever right. way like, and then like present that learned, to her yeah he it's like a what women want sort of just, deal yeah um my cynical thought though is when you get tired of the come along my river lily my heart is yours whatever and the a little bit of the poetry goes out like you're saying the honeymoon phase sort of ends and all you're left with are the things that you're excited about like this plant you grew right that's the real test of this kind of relationship where it's like you know the whirlwind nature of it masks this being the issue but like if you aren't actually into you know cool weird plants like she says that she oh wow it's so beautiful whatever i picture like a different scene later where she's like enough with about the, the fucking, fucking plants plant. like yeah. yeah are you tell are you kidding another plant i don't want to be pregnant again <laughs> so shall i do, there, there's a why that date that's sort of related to all of this we don't even need a a theme song for why that date cuz we're not going to get into anything as you mentioned there's a bunch of this is sort of a prologue for some future stuff mm-hmm. as is evident from it being the way the movie starts and whatever um but basically as we've talked about she is pregnant and based on when she has the baby and when certain right. other events that we're going to get to some of them fairly soon um like in this calendar year uh when those events happen and when how old certain people are and how old they look and whatever this takes place roughly the end of March 1980, given uh, when all that future stuff happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing huge. It's It says that she's, it's estimated that she's about eight weeks pregnant. Uh, given all that math, it should be the end of uh, March 1980. Much of this is confirmed by a tweet from James Gunn ish so uh we're feeling pretty good about this about this uh why that date uh sort of uh area also i'm down to one headphone so we should um sure uh, i I don't have anything else for this scene cool well shall i uh plant the seed of us leaving and see if it takes root Sorry, I just knew that i was gonna cut you off and say (laughs) he said shall we see if it takes root and i was like i'm gonna not let it take root (laughs) Sorry, please, please actually do it. Um, <laughs> Bad news. Oh my god, the plant. No, actually, the Dairy Queen shut down. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now you're going to tell me. A second <laughs> seed has taken root. Um, <laughs> the second Dairy Queen is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk more about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Unfortunately, we won't be doing that for many years. Anyways, yeah. thanks so much for listening. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. As always, I am James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. Come with me, my little river lily. To Excelsior! Avengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.